Good afternoon, Craig. This is your second year running Boston, correct? Yes, this is my second year running Boston. You and I actually ran our first Bostons together, um, a little bit different styles, but uh, you, you got more of the experience than the actual uh, race in. Uh, I kind of mixed it last year, so I knew what to expect going into this year. Tried to tailor my, my training to do, do better and accomplish some uh, further goals. Unfortunately... Well, let's start with training. Training went really well this past year. You know, I, I, like I said, I knew what to expect. And therefore, leading into things, I tried to gear things up early as far as distance was concerned. And I actually ran my first 50K last year, which turned into running the uh, Huntsville Area Grand Slam event, which was three 50Ks and a marathon within two months. And the one, one nice thing I had to fall back on the fact was that I was already qualified for Boston this year, so I didn't have, really have to worry about a qualifying time. So I was just working on things to get myself a, you know, more uh, race ready, finish a little bit higher in my age group. And things went really well with training up until probably about two weeks beforehand when I was running a 10-mile race. No, actually about a month beforehand when I was running a 10-mile race here locally, pulled up lame after, after the race. Had to go visit a chiropractor for the first time in my life and but he worked miracles and got me able to run without pain uh, unfortunately my training took a hit during that time so i wasn't able to put in the miles i thought i needed before boston and that and so leading you know up until my trip to boston things were kind of sketchy at best but like i said i was physically ready and got up to boston and you know leading up to it everything looked like the weather was going to be nice and you know perfect for racing and everything and then race day temperatures decided to increase and uh as you remember from from our year uh, our first year i mean except for the combination of factors you know each individual factor would have been you know just perfect for racing whether it was a light rain or um, probably wind would didn't really help. But, it really uh, rained on us a lot. For me, it was a lot of raining. So, well, I'm from Seattle, so that wasn't a lot of rain to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the wind, I think, entered into it more than anything else. You know, because we were battling those 20 mile an hour headwinds all the way in. Of course, it depends on who you talk to. Some people would say that they were 30 mile an hour. Some people said 40 mile an hour. It all depends on your perspective. But this year, I mean, the winds were down up until probably about almost six, seven miles left to go in the race, and then they picked up, which actually did a better job to cool us off. But the temperatures being, instead of being in the mid-40s, were in through the uh, upper 60s and low 70s. Uh, by the time we hit Wellesley, your favorite place, um, it was like almost 75. You know, that's at the halfway point. And at that point, I was still, you know, hitting everything, hitting on all cylinders and, and feeling good. It was shortly thereafter that uh, the wheels kind of started falling off. I had to modify my own plans, my own goals and everything to go into more survival mode. But my question is usually for people like us who is trained in South, uh, that, those kind of heat, it was about mid-70s, but those kind of heat should not affect it, isn't it? Did you, did you run um, Rocket City last year? No, I didn't. Okay, Rocket City was uh, about 65 degrees and humid. This was, you know, 68 at the start, 73 by the time we went through Wellesley with no humidity. But still, when it gets up in the, into the mid-60s and, and low-70s for marathon distance, that that's a whole different ballgame. I mean, we can do a half marathon or a 10K in the heat. I mean, you know, a cotton row, 
which is coming up here in another uh, two weeks, we expect to run in the 80s. And, you know, but that's only six miles versus 26 miles. If you look at the results from this year, you'll see that uh, even the most experienced runners up there were on the average of 15 to 20 minutes slower for the marathon than, than they have in years past. Yeah, one of the biggest thing I think I I was thinking as I was reading everybody's post about how hard it was. One of the biggest thing I'm realized I realized that that you know most of you guys trained in a in rural winter winter and then the winter was not over and then there there's a, there's a heat that you had to deal with. I think that that probably played a lot in lot you know role in. Yeah, this. if we had had more time to kind of ramp it up, I think it would have been a lot different. And, and you know also. When you get that many people up there, there's a euphoria at the beginning. It, there's real danger to burn out in the first six miles of the race, you know, no matter what the conditions, because it's downhill. You've got you're running with eight thousand people in your own wave, and the crowds are going, you know, crazy the entire course. I mean, you you can go out way too fast, and that's one of the real dangers of doing it your first year, uh, and and even you know second third year if you don't have a good memory. Yeah. Definitely, I'm when I'm when I'm when I lined up next year, I may try to race a little bit. But last year, when I lined up, I just raced about eight miles, I think, and then I just took a break and just enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed the Boston. But yeah. It's, so, well, so you know, you get once you get past Wellesley, what I mean, what's the, your thought process? Your next thought process is going into Newton. I mean, you pass through the other boroughs, you know, on the way in, but you know, you're 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 gearing yourself up mentally for the Newton Hills, which, you know, I don't know about you, uh, but I know that in talking to other people, my own experience with Newton Hills is it's like a blessing to go uphill finally. You know, yeah. you know your quads are like trashed by the time you get there and, and you haven't really had a chance to use your hamstrings or your glutes. Yeah, most, of, most of the hills area, I think, I think when I got the heartbreak, I by the time I got to the Boston College, I didn't even know that I'd just finished the whole heartbreak rail because I was eating and drinking some beers and chatting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the type of first Boston memory I had. I really wanted to go back, you know, start all over, but they wouldn't let me. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but, unless you're friends with Dave McGilvery and, and, and just tag along with him, right? Yeah, go, go <laughs> yeah, go, go start all the way in the back and start all over. Let's, let's switch gear. Um, you said you were qualified for Boston uh, 2017 now? Yes. Let's talk I, about that. Let's talk I, about I did that last, last October and then requalified again in December. And, you know, so, you know, this particular race, even though I didn't make my qualifying time up at Boston this year, it didn't really matter because I'm already ready for next year. Let's talk about a little bit of uh, switch gear. Ask, let me ask you. What does it take for you to qualify for a Boston, you know, in your, in your age group or uh, or however it, it works for you? And you know, Boston is not that easy to qualify. How, what does it take for you to qualify? I mean, if, any, if somebody wants to qualify, what does it take? It takes, I know a lot of people don't really think about this, but a, a coach is a huge advantage. It, it can be an online coach, it can be a person, a, a local coach, it can be whatever. But I mean, just having somebody that can work with you and tailor a plan around what your strengths are and kind of like harps on you to make sure that you're doing some of the things that you need because you need everything to qualify. You need the speed work, you need, you know, um, the tempo runs, you need the long distance runs. And if you decide, you know, in any one particular week, well, you know, I just don't feel it this week or anything like that. Well, 
you know, if, if you're running just for the fun of it, you're really not ever going to give it a, get, a, get a serious chance to qualify. But if you're serious about it, you need a, a tailored plan that will, you know, get you to get you to that speed plus five minutes. Definitely. Um, you and I both know some people that pretty much brace, you know, at least every other week. You know, racing is, is all fine and dandy, but when you're looking for a specific time in a marathon, you have to have marathon training. You can't just go in into it and race unless you have some real God-given abilities. Definitely. I mean, I tried for years. I think it took me, what, 35 or 40 marathons to hit. I got to go back and look at when it was. But it took me a long time, and I was tried. I tried and tried different methods and stuff to try to hit the Boston, but never could. And um, and last year, I was, I was, it was just amazing that I hit him for 2017 Boston because I didn't have time to train, but I was racing uh, shorter trail races and events, and that's kind of helped me. Kind of different type of training that I put it out, I guess, if I look back. Um, but but it's it's my first Boston was didn't come easy to me. I sacrificed a lot to get there, and you know that's why I wanted to. I want to see what's what what it was all about or what it's all about. So that's why I I try I, I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah, definitely. Takes any it. any of the majors are are an experience unto themselves. Um, but Boston up until recently is the only one you really had to qualify for, which made it basically our you know, our Super Bowl or our World Series in running. Um, and even those racers from around the world, the elite racers from around the world, all point to Boston as a goal to, in order to get there. And in fact, there, um, it's my understanding that, you know, several uh, East African countries, you know, I think Kenya this year used Boston as their Olympic qualifier wow, you know, I, for their athletes. I didn't know that. That's pretty good. And, yeah. So, and... I mean, that's, it, there's just, I mean, plus it's the longest standing, longest continuous marathon, you know, in the world. So there's that mystique that you want to get there. You want to do it, yeah. you know, if you're serious about, you know, really running. If you want to do the others, you, you can enter the lotteries in order to get into to Chicago or New York. Um, you can go out and you can, you don't even need to qualify to run Big Sur uh, out in California, which is, you know, one of the, the scenic runs that you, that you like to do. Um, but Boston pretty much has it all. And, and not only that, but for a city such as Boston, the way the people in Boston treat you when you go up there for that is, is special unto itself. That's, that's definitely, that's, that's one other thing I noticed. And everybody knows about the marathon. They, it's there, like you said earlier, it's like a Super Bowl for them. You know, big party, twenty six point two miles of party. Even last year, when when it, when it rained so much, and you could see people all the way. And you know, I bet just on the big city marathon, and um, and at the end there was nobody. You know, it's like, but here, I mean, it was a lot. Still, people raining, kids, mothers, yeah. older people. I mean, it's, I mean, there were party going on, tents. So it was amazing. And you turn to Hereford, and then you, uh, right on Hereford and left on Boylston. I mean, there's nothing that prepares you for that experience. Definitely, I I had to stop at uh, Boylston. I just had to stop. I said I got to stop here and look at it. And I I put a video. I had a video. I didn't release it for a long time this year. Right before you raced this year, I released that video out there. 
it was just a running the balls and it was just amazing you know just just, just seeing that finishing line and um and then and then i first time you just don't know where things are and i was look i i was at the finishing line before the race and i was looking at i think i was looking at the opposite way but when i saw that finishing line i was i was just very emotional it was emotional but oh yeah i mean you i mean i know that i choked up both years i mean this year was special for me because i had my family with me and they were right there at that corner um i i was looking for them all the way i couldn't see them that's because some people wouldn't let them up to the front so you know to to catch me but they were out of towners they weren't the boston people the boston people would let them through oh definitely um you know but then you hit that just wall of sound that bounces off the buildings on boylston that you know that just picks you up no matter what let me ask you a couple other questions just to get people have a have this boston dream we definitely want to have a, i talk to people say everybody should have boston dreams what kind of uh, shoes do you use or training shoes versus racing shoes do you use different shoes or or do you have any any preference for distance running for you know half marathon and above i use hokas uh, the clifton series um i have some clifton ones that i've had that i just just use for races i have some of the the Clifton twos that I use for training. Pretty much swap those around with the new um, Skechers Go Run Ultra Streets. They're very similar, a little bit different padding in them. I don't know if I could go in the Skechers if I could go a full marathon, but I know I can go a half in those. What kind of training plan do you use? Do you create your own training plans, or do you follow somebody's? My my first qualifying, I I followed a training plan that somebody did for me um, this past time I pretty much use my own but I, I usually use the formula of making sure I have one um, track and or hill workout per week uh, one long run per week and like one tempo run per week and, and then I do um, uh, upper body cross training twice a week so I put in anywhere from uh, 40 to 70 miles per week during a 16 uh, week period like i said tuesdays and fridays are when i do my cross training and even even if it's going to be warm weather to try and get ready for that i'll put, throw some swimming in there too for respiratory work definitely i think i need to get more serious in the cross training i just i just like to just run <laughs> like to log miles and you know we're, yeah we're... Not, not too not too many people that i know uh, do a lot of upper body work but you know when you think about it you know when you're running you know, distances, especially in the ultra world, I mean, you're using your shoulders a lot, you're using your arms a lot, and if you I mean, you can feel your form starting to fall apart when your arms start dropping. You need to be able to hold the position for a long time. Plus, you know, everybody knows you need core work. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, core work is important. I, I try to use, try, try, but, you know, I still need to do some more work on, um, on, on the cross-training part, so... Let me ask you. Yeah, uh, get Ashley to work with you. On that. She'll she'll put you through the paces. I, I've tried. You have to see a video of Ashley's. Well, some of the some of the things I tried, and it just. I'll I'll send it to you a video link sometime. So. Okay. It's, it's very funny because I tried it. I didn't last too long. It's a. <laughs> this is a strong, strong. Uh, what do you call boot camper? Where do you go to qualify? Do you have any race that specific race you go to qualify, or you just pick a race? How do you do that? I'm. I basically go to, uh, my race has been a, a seven bridges up in Chattanooga. I've qualified twice there, PR three times, and I've just, 
I guess now, uh, now fourth year of, of running, I just know the course and where to hit it and stuff. So, and the weather is just perfect for, for me there in late October. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any preference of the races where you go qualify for Boston or? Uh, Rocket City, the, the new course. I mean, I, I qualified the first time on the old course. Uh, I've qualified twice on the new course. Uh, it's it's flatter. It's more. Uh, it's not doesn't have the brutal straightaway that uh, runs north and south. So that's that's the main go to one. Uh, I also did a qualifying time up in uh, Winchester, Tennessee, at the um, Southern Tennessee Power. That one's a hard course though. I just happened to hit it in Boston-like conditions, and I ran almost identical time. And then Boston was the other one that I qualified at last year. Uh, but Rocket City is, unless it's abnormally warm, like it's been two out of the past five years, it's it's still a qualifying, a good qualifying course. Yeah, I tell people that you don't have to go too far to qualify for Boston. You just have to find it close to home, maybe, you know. Yeah, something yeah. You're, you're, you're comfortable with, uh, as long as it doesn't have any, like, monster hills in it. I mean... If you can qual if if you're fast enough to qualify, even on a trail marathon, I mean you can do that, but I wouldn't advise it. And talking about uh, Rocket City, as much as I loved Rocket City, I have tried to qualify there so many times. I just I get burned up over there. I guess it's too much, too much work. I worked too much at that race, so I could never qualify. So. so that was the old course. You haven't run the new course though, have you? And I have done both, and I I just. Oh. I just can't do it. I just, I guess, I, I run too fast and I just can't hold on and just, just uh, and it comes towards the end of the year for me. It's just, you know, I've run so many races, so it's time for me to slow down these days. I tried both at Mercedes and it was just pretty good course too, uh, Mercedes and and Huntsville, and I decided not to race those anymore. I'm just, I just Mercedes, I just paced those races, but. It's not, well, you know, running running the Mercedes half this year. Um, I could see you could do it there. You just have to be prepared for that one stretch, you know. And this year, as as you remember, that one uh, uphill stretch was at mile seven and fourteen or something like that. Uh, you know, uphill into the wind. Yeah, people people have to be prepared, especially second loop. Before we leave, uh, do you have any advice for people who are looking to go to Boston in year two? I mean, I always come across a lot of my friends. They want to run a Boston, but they just don't know how. So any advice? Uh, I would say, number one, make sure, you know, like I said before, get a get a plan. Uh, even if it's a, a something that you pick up out of a book, you know, get a plan. You know, you can modify it somewhat, but don't take out the elements. Number two... Pick out a target race to try and qualify, but also have a backup. You know, you have until September, mid-September to to do it. So if you pick one that's in like October and you pick pick one that's in January and February, then you got double the shot to qualify. Just plug away at it. Definitely, Boston is a worth worth dreaming. Yes. So. And then once you get to Boston, you can always reward yourself with a cannoli. Yeah, great. Uh, it's great talking to you, Greg. Uh, Thanks for thanks for talking to me. All right, buddy. Take Thank care. Thank you. You too.